0: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome to the podcast party where we sit down and come to your car speaker or your earbuds or wherever you're listening twice a week and talk about all things business, marketing, healthy lifestyle, faith, and more. And if that sounds like your jam, make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already. And if you're a longtime listener and haven't left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 from the bottom of our heart, do so. (laughs) Tell us what your favorite moment or episode has been from the show. Share your favorite episode topics with us or the guests that made an impression with you. All of that helps us honestly immensely with making this show your favorite podcast to listen to weekly. And that is honestly our heart and our mission to bring you the best dang free content to help your business grow and fill up your hearts in your life. So you're not alone and we're in your corner. Just wanted to say that if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're stoked to have you. Now, get freaking ready for today's conversation. It's a marketing deep dive as we welcome Chris Williams onto today's episode. We chatted with Chris all things content creation and selling, what you should focus on and when and how to create content that connects and how to sell in a way that's genuine and authentic. Now, Chris has over 20 years of experience in entrepreneurship, for-profit leadership, and socially responsible market engagement. He's helped creative agencies build wealth and agency owners develop innovative winning strategies. His expertise includes lead generation, creative team building, and allowing owners to focus on what they do best. Apart from leading his own agency, Chris hosts a private mastermind for creative agency owners looking to scale and optimize their businesses. Apart from leading his own agency, Chris hosts a private mastermind for creative agency owners looking to scale and optimize their businesses, as well as another mastermind on launching a successful mastermind group in eight weeks or less. Chris was such a delight to talk with. And after today's conversation, you're going to walk away feeling so inspired, ready to tackle your marketing strategy with fresh eyes and having the knowledge to know what to do when, and how to do it. Let's get to the show. Chris Williams, everybody.
1: You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, Chris, welcome to the Heart & Hustle podcast. We are so freaking excited for this conversation today.
2: I get so excited to be here too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just listening to—I was actually just listening before we jumped on this to a podcast you guys released recently about like failures and mm-hmm. and how to go through that. And oh my gosh, it was painful because it—it's like <laughs> when I watch the Office, like episodes of the Office. I'm like, oh, I, I've done that. Oh no! <laughs> <Yeah>. You're
0: like, <laughs> what was it that hits? What? Was it our blooper episode?
2: It was. Um, it was about like your top failures, and you let people submit them.
0: Oh! Um, oh, business horror oh, stories. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Way that's too close to home. Fringy. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: yeah. it hurts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you can I learn, love right? It. So we're all learning. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's what it's all about. It's learning from you know the people who have gone before us, or you know friends and peers. Like learning from other people's mistakes is one of the best ways that we can you know continue to grow and improve, and ideally avoid those mistakes. But I mean, we all make them. So <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the journey. And over
2: and over again.
1: <laughs> I love it. Okay, Chris, well, for anyone who listening to this is like, okay, who the heck is Chris? Who are we talking to right now? Do you want to just kind of introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, your story, all of the above.
2: Yes, absolutely. So first up, I'm a dad of five kids. They're 13 to 20. Jill and I have been raising these kids for, I guess, 20 years now. And mm-hmm. they're so fun. And, and that that is the biggest anchor point, I think, of my story because that's what a lot of this revolves around for me. So I'm an entrepreneur also, but the the kids and Jill and I wanting to experience life with them, travel with them, fun with them, and me being just a, I guess, pretty lazy person has, has helped us craft our entrepreneurial journey. Because mm-hmm. it's made us want to build something that created a life and at the same time, Something that wouldn't gobble up our lives in the process, you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think Lindsay and I both resonate very strongly with that. Yep. So we're yep. we're on the same page with all of this. Yeah. Like just building a legacy that you want to leave to your kids,
0: or and just meaning like building a business to have that freedom to actually spend time with your family versus being a slave to your business. Oh, I, I, we so could yeah. get on a whole tangent on that.
2: <laughs> it's a great podcast episode in its own. That's just so real, and that. It, you know, for anybody, if they have kids, if they have pets, if they have friends, if they have a desire to see the world and experience culture, whatever it is for you to, to try um, trout. I've got a buddy that does – he and his wife are huge fisher people. Fishermen? Fisher, fisher people? If it's gender-neutral fisher folks. Let's <laughs> <laughs>
0: they,
2: they want to catch every version of trout in the world. That's but awesome. that just gives them a reason to get out and explore. And that's that's it. That's life, right? Mm-hmm. Just playing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I love that. Me and my husband have a goal to visit every national park in America. And then obviously, oh. I mean, probably not every national park in the world. That's probably too many in our lifetime, but we're starting <laughs> with America.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love start. that, though. I love it, too.
0: Oh, man. Okay, well, let's get, like, right into it. So today we're going to be talking with you about chicken or egg. Should we focus on content creation or selling? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with marketing and knowing when to sell versus when to just create content that serves. So do you have like a formula you recommend or is there a specific ratio? Just break it down for us.
2: Yeah, so let's get right down to brass tacks on this. So I'm gonna define two sections of of this journey first and that way we can kind of have the same platform to work off of. So first up, the content creation versus selling slash prospecting. Let's call content creation everything from like building your own first website or landing page creating your logo getting your copy your SEO your social media pages post videos vlogs podcasts whatever you do this right here is content creation right so let's let's go through that as just a huge category of content creation okay the other side of this we'll call the prospecting and selling side and that's really active direct outreach that's going to initiate a relationship that allows someone to take advantage of what you're offering. Okay. That's the prospecting selling side. And there's lots of experts who could slice that into a million other pieces, but let's just be really broad about those two categories. Yeah. Now, early on, uh, la- last week, yesterday, early on in my career, <laughs> I still struggle <laughs> with this. Content creation is so freaking fun. Oh my gosh. Most mm-hmm. of us get into whatever journey we're on entrepreneurially because we love to create, we love to build, we love to see something come to life. And uh-huh. and if it's your logo or your website or picking the name for your Facebook group or whatever you do, it's it's really fun and it's captivating and it's way more fun than being rejected or <laughs> or or being told no or having You know, nasty people say something horrible about some post that you tried to make in somebody else's online forum. Yeah. So here's the formula give like you can't freaking give enough away because I promise you can't outgive the universe. You can't. Mm -hmm. That's the content giving side in my mind. That's how me and my team function. Then we prospect. Like, that's the only thing we have to do, prospect and get people into a situation where we can see is what we have to offer what you really need, all right? Mm -hmm. And then step three, we create real content that is actionable, step-by-step kind of actionable stuff that people who are paying us can consume to transform their lives. So let me say it again. We give like there's no tomorrow. Just give it all away. I don't mean like I'm creating online courses and ebooks and just throwing it out there for free. All I mean like like this right here. This is this is just a free podcast. Everybody can listen to it. There's nothing you guys can ask me that I won't answer. Give, give, give. It always comes back in spades. And then prospect and sell because that's how you make connections and it's what makes you sustainable and then once you sell that's when you start creating the actionable content like if you're if you're doing some kind of online training or you're taking clients to a done for you service or whatever the process is that's when you start building the real meat of what you deliver once okay. you sell does that make sense
1: yes i love it that's actually something lindsay and i have even talked about on our back end of you know creating education whether that's courses or you know whatever and you know, that distinct difference between the education that we give on like our podcasts or whatever, or on our Instagram posts or, you know, anything is super beneficial. But, Mm -hmm. you know, once people come in through like the selling, the prospect or whatever, the course is then the step by step, like here is how you go from point A to point B, like, and we walk you through step by step, all of it. And I think that eliminates a lot of that confusion of what do I give away for free? You know, what do I create, and then how do I sell, and what's the difference? And you know, how how do I differentiate between the two of those? Like that's something Lindsay and I struggled with when we were first getting into education. Mm-hmm. We were like, well, how do you know we how do we set the boundaries between what we give away for free versus what we're selling? And I think that distinction is so important to realize. Like there is a difference between the content you're you're handing out to serve, and you can give that away all day long. But then there has to be a slight difference in, you know, what you're actually selling in the service or product that you're offering.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's really true. So let's say that I'm teaching um, squirrels how to ride bikes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Great, great.
2: This is a tr- true story. We've taught lots of squirrels. No, just kidding. Um, Let's <laughs> say we're teaching squirrels how to ride bikes. Now, if I've got a YouTube channel, a podcast, a Facebook group, Instagram post, my LinkedIn profile is all tuned up. I got this awesome website, all this stuff going in to just teaching squirrels how to ride bikes. I can I can go and jump on a video with all my squirrel friends and show, here's how it works. And we took the training wheels off after two weeks. And make sure you lean in on the handlebars when you're turning or, or whatever you do when you're teaching squirrels to ride bikes. And no matter how much giving I do to that audience of all these thousands of squirrels who want to follow me, it's never, in in some ways, it's never too much because it's not like any of us on planet earth right now can't get information, all right? Information Mm -hmm. is there. We've pivoted over the past couple of generations, maybe, I don't know, pivoted from oh no, I can't find information. I got to go to college to, oh no, there's too much information out there. Now I got to find the person I trust to help me use the information and transform my life. Yes. So the giving away all my squirrel riding videos is really about me just being another voice out there talking about squirrels riding bikes, but allowing the squirrel population to fall in love with me and get to know me and trust me and like me and all that stuff that as marketers are supposed to do.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And then giving them a real opportunity to interact with me so that they can choose me to be the person that they trust to be holding onto the bike with them as they're learning and, yes. and moving forward.
0: I love that distinction where it's like the, the paid content is like doing it with them. It's like, hey, you're holding onto the handlebars. You're guiding them through it. And yes. whereas like the, the free content is like them watching a YouTube video, like them seeing you. And, and even what you said, we like to relate I think marketing to relationships. It's like you can't just do none of the content creation and then just all of a sudden you have a squirrel bike teaching business and you're like, hey guys, look, come, come. I'm the pro. I'm the pro to teach you how to teach your squirrels how to ride bikes or whatever. It's like, you have to build that relationship. You can't just immediately be like, hey, do you want to get married to a stranger? It's like, you have to cultivate and grow that relationship, which I think is the most beautiful part of content creation is building that relationship Showing that you're a trusted authority and guiding them to be like, oh, mm-hmm. I do want my squirrels to know how to ride bikes. <laughs> you're the person to do it. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I, can I can I just piggyback off of that for just a second? Yeah, right. let's go for it. Okay, so uh, Lindsay and Evie, you guys are really good at this, and in, in the way y'all craft things, y'all craft beautiful content, beautiful art. The 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 way you tell stories, the way you present material, the way you make it accessible. Is beautiful. It reaches our hearts and our souls. That's why we all love listening to you. The the thing that a lot of people get stuck with is, oh no, what if I can't do what Ebby and Lindsay do? What if what if my voice doesn't sound right in a podcast? Or what if my website's not as cool? Or what if I can't think of programs and to really change people's lives like they've done? It's okay. You gotta you gotta start with with something. And yeah. you know, when I look back at what I was doing. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, honestly, two years ago, I'm embarrassed, but I leave it out there in the public forum because I think that's important for people to see that you don't get to where Evie and Lindsay are today. You get there with practice
0: yeah, and,
2: and starting to do some content production as rough as it is just saying, you know, guys, here's who I am. I love teaching squirrels to ride bikes. And and I just want to get out there and be helpful.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's where you start, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh. What, well, Evie, do you have something to say? I have so many things to say. We <laughs> 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 both are like, ah. Um, just really fast. I want, for anyone who's listening to this who is, you know, maybe thinking, oh, Lindsay and Evie have their crap together. They've been doing this for a few years, you know, whatever. We still have moments and times starting into, you know, new ideas, new ventures. Chris, I'm sure you can relate too, but like, for me personally, you know, diving into YouTube instead of, you know, Instagram or podcast or whatever has been so hard because I feel like I want it to look so, you know, cinematic and and pretty and and great and I just don't have the capacity to make a movie every time I'm posting a YouTube video. Like that's not what it needs to be, but it's one of those things where I just have to start somewhere and I have to get over that like desire to be further down the road than I am or that desire to be mm-hmm. perfect and to just start serving people with the content and the value that I know I have to offer. And we're all on that journey of like figuring out, you know, what we're doing and trying new things and figuring out what works and what doesn't and you know, what content is received well and what isn't and what format it's received well in and what it's not, you know, it's part of the journey. And I feel like it's never going to end. Like I don't, I hope I never feel like I've arrived in, in business or in content creation or any of it. So just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs)
0: I I was going to say the same thing. So we're the same brain. Oh, cool. Um, Basically, I was just going to say like, I feel on the daily like that I don't know what I'm doing, which is kind of basically what just Evie just said. But like, and exactly what you just said, Chris, like you have to start now. You can't wait for perfection. You can't be like, oh, I want to do what they're doing. But like, why can't I do it now? It's like you have to have those months and years of learning and growing and failing and trying and doing again. And just like being okay with starting before you're ready, being okay with putting out imperfect stuff because that's how you grow. That's how you content create to get that audience, to get those clients or followers or buyers or whatever it is you're selling. Like that's how you do it is just like every single day showing up imperfectly and just like doing the best you can. So I love that you just talked about that, Chris. Thank Mm. you so much.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And, and just for everyone listening all, all both of you, because this is my episode, so there's only two people listening, probably Jill and somebody I don't know. For for everyone listening, what you just felt when Lindsay and Evie just said, "Oh my gosh, we feel like we're learning every day, and we don't have all this together, and we, we have no idea what's coming next, and and it's a mess sometimes." You just felt, "Oh wow, they feel that way too." Okay, so just translate that to the people that you want to relate to. Tell them where you really are. Be honest, mm-hmm. and help them grow. They, your audience, needs to know the way you feel and how you're interacting with the world. Just like you just heard Lindsay and Evie say to you, just be real. I, I just came back from about I don't know two and a half weeks of vacation just to chill. We didn't go anywhere. We're we're all trying to be safe at home and all that kind of stuff. But we're. I got back in the office and I should feel super refreshed, and I felt totally i don't know what it was this time like totally like an imposter like i'm not good enough and and what if i what if i don't pull off this year like i thought i was going to what if it's not as good as last year What if that's just every day welcome to being a human you know get out yeah. there do your thing
0: yeah uh, i think everyone uh, feels that way like every single person on earth feels that way and then we all think that everyone doesn't feel that way whereas everyone feels that way and then yeah. we're like in our own head <laughs> and i think it's so it's It's getting over that feeling and just being, or or maybe not getting over it, but like feeling it, but then doing it anyway and like showing Mm. up anyway. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yep. So Get on your bike and ride, little squirrels. That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Chris, you're great. I am already loving this conversation. I feel like it's just going to get better. Okay. Well, Chris, For anyone who's listening to this who is thinking, okay, cool, so I need to be creating content, when do I begin to implement the selling portion? Do I start selling right away? Do I build trust with my content for a while? You know, kind of that, the step-by-step, what order should people do stuff in? Should they go through it cyclically, like, you know, serving, selling, nurturing, backed through? Like, what would you recommend to the person who's sitting here and who's like, okay, I need to start creating? What do I do and when?
2: Yeah, so create and sell simultaneously from the beginning. So let's say that you're going to do a podcast. Oh, my gosh, what a major undertaking. So let's say you're going to do a podcast. And you get some audience members who are joining your podcast. And then you have a little website landing page and maybe a Facebook group or an Instagram following to go along with it. I'm just throwing this out there.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, you throw out your first one or two episodes. And they're the best you can do. And you're so proud of them. And then in 10 weeks, you'll be so ashamed of them. But just keep going. (laughs) People are going to then jump in and follow you on Instagram a little bit. You're going to get a little Facebook group going. You're going to have some visitors to your website, maybe a few people on your email list now. As soon as you're creating content and giving, start reaching out to the people who are engaging with that and and nurturing those relationships. So um, I don't know where anybody stands on, do they how you do relationships. Let's just dive in here. So you walk into a bar and and you're you're there alone and you want to meet some friends. You want to make some new friends and see how things go. You know, there's a percentage of the people in the room who want to be your friend right away. (laughs) Maybe it's creepy, but they want to be your friend right (laughs) away. There's a percentage in the room who are really good people, but just want to hang out and talk. And then they get to be your friend over the course of an hour or two. There's a person in the room who are going to like hang out there every weekend for the next month and won't even talk to you. You think they're snobs, but they want to be your friend too. They just take a little more time to warm up. Mm-hmm. It's It's that way in any organization, any bar, any party, any family, mm-hmm. same with your audience. So get out there and be your awesome self. Share what you've got now and start nurturing everyone who starts coming across your path because some of them... Are going to want to go down a path with you and potentially buy from you really quickly, like in a week or two. Some Mm -hmm. people will take a year, but you don't know who they are, and you got to just open the door, be awesome, and welcome people into your world and see where each one goes and learn through that process. Does that doesn't make sense?
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful analogy, like the bar with the the people that want to be friends immediately. I love that. I've never heard it it referenced like that, but it's so true. I guess my next question is: I know this, at least I think I know it. But for anybody <laughs> that doesn't know, why is it so important to not be selling like all the time, like twenty four seven, just in your face, only selling?
2: Yeah, because because it's creepy, right? So <laughs> let's go back to the bar. So there's always that. Um, okay, I know I'm the guy here talking to a primarily female audience, so. <laughs> Us guys see it, you girls totally see it way more than we do probably and get it. There's always the guy in the bar. I'll just blame on the guys because it's more likely than not true. There's always a guy in the bar who's totally the creeper. And if he doesn't mean to be a creeper, he still is because he's just like trying to say hi to every female who walks in, right?
1: <laughs> yes. That's,
2: that's selling all the time. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, quit it. Can you just be cool and hang out? So I think it's really important for us content creators who are trying to make a living doing it, to, to get out there and create awesome stuff, give awesome stuff, and engage relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not about closing the deal. It's about engaging the relationship. And and just being aware of which relationships in your community are leaning in more and more on you for your expertise, for your time, to really understand how you do things and, and pick your brain and, and learn from you. Those people are the ones who you should definitely say, "Hey, you want to go out this weekend?" like ask for the date. It's okay. They want to spend time with you. And and that becomes evident as you just start building that traction and sharing and giving. That's why you can't outgive this thing cuz the more you give, the more opportunities you get to really start those relationships and and get a chance to engage people.
1: Mhm. Uh, freaking preach it, Chris. I think <laughs> it's it's so important just what you hit on there, that this is about relationships and something that Lindsay and I are really passionate about that, you know, we've talked about before is in our, in our businesses, you know, no matter which business, whatever we're doing, our goal is always people and impact. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that. That can mean sales, yes, that's great. you know we can impact people by you know our courses or this podcast or whatever um, and that's fantastic, but other times, you know if somebody's just hanging around on Instagram or listening to this podcast and never purchases a single thing from us. I'm still so stoked because yeah. it's about the relationship. It's about, you know, pouring into them and impacting their life and, you know, building that connection and walking with them through their journey, whether, you know, we get to be their coaches, you know, paid coaches, or we're just their cheerleaders ladies on the side, you know, whatever that looks like. And I think that is a huge mindset shift too, that helps you not only create the right content and serve the right people and, you know, have the right focus when you're, you're in business, but also it helps you to sell because your selling is then also coming from that place of relationship and impact versus, you know, revenue and numbers. Not that there's anything wrong with making money, but when that's all you're out to get, people can feel it. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's kind of like that slimy person that's just constantly asking you for help. And you know, anytime they ask you to hang out, they're just wanting something from you, and you're like, ugh please stop. Like, that's how it can feel. So I love just the foundational principle of relationships being the focus of, you know, everything that you're doing in this whole like process.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. We, I, I guess, you know, every culture, every belief system has their version of the golden rule, basically doing unto others as you would have them do unto you in some mm-hmm. form or fashion of that. And, you know, if we kind of live by that, it really does make sense because we all know the line of where it gets icky and, and you just kind of got to go with that, go with your gut because who you are as a creator and as someone who wants to serve your community, who anybody who's listening, it's, it's really about you being your authentic self and really doing your best to transform the lives in front of you. If you do that You can't help but be successful.
1: Mm -hmm. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, The Heart Shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations.
0: If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression... Ooh, we got you. We created the heart shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop. And
1: we'll see you there. Did you know that the number one type of post that does the best on the gram is photos of yourself? And it's not just Instagram. Sharing photos of you on social media, your blog, your website, etc., instantly creates connection with your ideal client. And if you own a business or market products or services online, you need to have regular content photos of yourself. Period.
0: But I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and guess that you struggle with sharing photos of yourself, right? You know, you probably should be posting yourself more, but you struggle feeling confident in doing that because you don't know the first thing about how to take content photos of yourself. Ones that leave you feeling confident and help your ideal client relate and connect with you. If you've been nodding your head to all of that, like, yep, Lindsay Evie, that's me. I need help. Then we have the solution to your problem. And that's introducing the content photo miner.
1: Yes. In this mini course, we take you step-by-step through conceptualizing, planning, and styling a content photo shoot all the way to the final product of posing and actually taking those photos of yourself for your brand and your business. We teach you how to plan style outfits, scout locations, get good light and color match for your outfits, how to do self-portraits of yourself with a tripod, and posing tips to know in order to get content photos that feel authentic to who you are and connect with your audience. Now, to grab this mini course, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. If you've been holding off on sharing you with your audience because you just don't know how to get started, we got you covered. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash content dash minor. I have another question. It's not on my
0: list, but how, and you kind of maybe already answered it, but I want to just directly ask it. Is there anything that you would recommend to not, like to anybody that's afraid to sell because they're like, I don't want to sound like a, the slimy car salesman or like the creep in the bar that's looking at all the girls. Like, I don't want to be that person. So how do you sell in a genuine, authentic way when it does come, do, does come time to do that selling?
2: You know, I do it in a really genuine, authentic way. I let people know that I, I'm about to sell them something. It sounds silly, but I, I literally just let them know, hey, I hear where you're at and. We can hang out here for five or ten more minutes, and I can give you as much value as possible right now. But I I know what you need, and we offer that solution.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So if it's okay, I just want to take a couple minutes and truly explain it to you in a non pressur,y non sleazy way, so you can make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of rip the the curtain back on the Wizard of Oz, so to speak, and be like, "This is this is it. This is the machine." This is what does what you want it to do. And how can I help you use that machine in a way that really benefits you?
0: I think people actually respect that more than like if you're trying to be the magical wizard of Oz and you're like, come here on my landing page and then <laughs> oh, step into my email list. Oh, now here's a webinar. Like it's Like <laughs> it's like everyone knows the formula. And even if you don't, you know like what they're about to do. And so I think that's almost just like refreshing to have somebody be like, Hey, yeah, I, I have something for you. If you want it, cool. If you don't, awesome. Like, <laughs> yep. oh, we, we
2: actually have a, a webinar um, coming out in in a month or so. And the whole webinar deck is built for like the opposite of a webinar because <laughs> at the beginning, we're just like, look, we know we know what this is and you know what this is. And yeah, we're going to sell you something in 45 minutes. But if we can just crush the value for the first 45 minutes, you can hang up. I'm going to tell you when we're about to start selling, but let's just get to it because yeah. we're all past it. Like we all, I mean, come on, we're all. Yeah. got it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think the number of people who hate webinars these days because of like <laughs> the, the, you know, sneaky, like try, uh-huh. you know, there's not really value in the middle of it. And then they just try to sell you something at the end. Like I don't, I never sign up for webinars anymore. Cause I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'll just read a book or hire a coach. One of the two. <laughs>
2: Right. And that, and that fun, like, oh, the deal only lasts for the next 13 minutes. And then you yeah. get like an email sequence for five days later telling you about yep. the same yep. deal.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so oh, <true>. good times!
2: <laughs> Don't be that guy at the bar, right?
0: Let's just yes. keep going. <laughs>
1: uh, I love it. Well, okay. So then I feel like a lot of people to kind of step back, you know, it all comes down to relationships. Selling comes down to relationships and just being honest, being upfront. But let's step back for a second to uh, content creation. Cause I think Lindsay and I get the question a lot of like, I don't know what to say, or I don't know what to talk about. And I mean, it doesn't matter what business industry, like somebody is in the prince. There are principles that you can follow when it comes to creating content that serves your audience and i feel like chris you probably have some really good insight on this so do you want to like talk about regardless of your industry how can you figure out what type of content to create to serve your people
2: yeah i have three principles that i live by every day on this number one be real like be you all right so the format of your content if you're a writer then write if you're a video person then jump on the camera If you're an audio person, do that. If you like lives, do lives. Do what you're comfortable with. Don't do what you think you should be doing to beat the algorithm or be like the other influencers that you follow. All right. That's number one. Because if you're you, you will continue doing it. And it's the continuation of content creation that really begins to be powerful, not the one perfect post. Post last 10 seconds. It's being there day in, day out for the long haul. Okay. Mm So good. Yeah. Number one, be you. Number two, make it simple and then make it even more simple. So the content that we all want to create is stuff that we know about, right? I can, I can tell you how to do squirrel bike riding because I've trained thousands of people, sorry, squirrels to, there are people too, thousands of squirrels to (laughs) ride bikes. So that's my thing. Great. But the truth of it is, even when I think I'm creating some little post to help kind of break down one point of squirrel bike riding. I, I'm really talking to squirrels who've never left the tree. They, they might not know what the two round things are at the front and end of this machine I want them to sit on. They need to know about wheels. Yeah. So really dumbing down, I hate to use the word dumbing down, but I, I don't know how else to say it, really bringing it down to a kindergarten level answering questions and solving problems that you've forgotten you have. Think hard mm-hmm. about what was it like when I started and how confused was I? Mm-hmm. If I want to have my own podcast, for instance, then it sounds cool. Like, oh, I got to get on iTunes. But then once somebody kind of gets past that, like, oh, iTunes, they're going to have that question of, oh, is, is, my cam- is, is the audio on my MacBook good enough? No, now I'm down this rabbit hole of which mic to pick.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the basic stuff, right? Okay. So number one, be yourself. Create the content in the way that, that works easiest for you, that is most like you, so you'll continue it. Number two, whatever content you think up, try to dumb it down, make it simpler, and, and isolate as as much of the small beginner steps as you can, because that's what people are going to grab onto the easiest. And third, I never go past three points. And, and that's my third point, is... If you're writing something out long form, if you're talking it out like this, if you're on a vlog, whatever, keep it to one, two, or three points of actionable forward momentum because once you get to the fourth point, you lost them. It just gives them something they can hang on to, maybe write on a sticky note and do something about it. It's got to be actionable, which means it's got to be concise.
0: That's so good. I, I had a similar, not the three point thing, but I pulled my audience a few weeks ago asking about blog posts. And I know blog posts are incredible for SEO. And so I continue doing them, but I was like, who actually listens or sorry, who like reads my blog when I shared on Instagram? And literally the majority were like, no, don't. (laughs) And, but I, and then I asked them why, and everyone was like, I don't have an attention span. Like, I don't want to sit there and read like a, a long thing. I would rather see video or I would rather be just like, told it in a caption short form, or I would rather see a reel on it that's engaging. And it taught me a lot about just like people want information immediately fed to them in bite-sized bits. So I think that goes right along with what you just said, with which is keep it simple, make it about you, and dumb it, da- or dumb it down to like three points. Um, that's really good advice. Mm,
1: good. Yeah, I
0: love that.
1: I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think too, like hearing Chris, even what you were saying of, you know, simplify like your second point of simplify it down. Uh I was reading a book like a year or so ago that this one concept from the book just really stuck with me. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's called The Curse of Knowledge. And it's just how like we forget what we didn't know and we forget you know what it's like to not know what you know a bicycle looks like cuz we're the squirrel who's been riding a bike for 5 years now and you know we forget what it's like to be up in the tree looking down and scared to climb down you know how do we even get down the tree without you know falling or whatever like it's the things that we forget about that are so important for so many people to learn about and we have to kind of step outside of you know, our current mind that is constantly growing and learning new things and forgets what we've already learned and putting ourselves in the shoes of our ideal, you know, squirrels or our ideal clients and customers and thinking, what are their pain points? What are their struggles? What are they needing to know? And how can I step by step, like simplify this and go back and meet them where they are and kind of like push that curse of knowledge to the side. But it's just something like, That's stuck with me consistently because it's so true. As we learn and grow in something, we forget what it was like to not know that. And we forget what it's like to be in that place of, you know, needing that first step. And we're trying to feed them step 10 because we think that's the beginning. So Mm. just something I've wanted to add on there.
2: Good insight. That's great wisdom. Yeah, thank you.
0: For anybody that is listening to this that's having trouble wrapping their mind around the squirrel analogy could we (laughs) like could we break down like a real life analogy of how you would because I think I could imagine somebody's listening to this and they're like okay I get it awesome feed them knowledge great okay feed them what I don't think I know but I know great okay cool but what is that so like I want to almost give like a practical tangible real life example that some I mean obviously we can still apply the squirrel analogy to any industry but like pick like a health coach or I don't know, like it could be a realtor or literally any any business yeah. ever. Could we break down like the types of content that that person would make to attract their customers? And like, I think another kind of side question to that, that I get a lot and Evie does too, is how much personal should I share and how much like business should I, like should I share my life and should I share like the service that I'm teaching or like that I'm paying for mm. or that people are paying for? Um, so do you want to like break that down, Chris? I just
2: threw yes. a lot at you. Yeah, I would love to. So let's talk about the kind of content you should share, personal versus business first, and then we'll, we'll get a real squirrel analogy going, okay? Okay. <laughs> so um, the, con- the type of content, it depends on the brand and, and offer you're making. So if you have a very personal brand, if it's, for instance, like physical fitness training Or mindset training or personal relationship training, those kind of really interpersonal um, products or services, then you want to be a little more on the personal side. Because if you're doing physical training, like physical fitness, yoga, whatever, your audience wants to see you doing the yoga thing, right, in real life situations, they, they don't just want constant links to your page to buy your services, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're on the more business side of it, like you do marketing and done-for-you services, marketing agencies, graphic design, business coaching, then yeah, they want, they want to know who you are. But I'm thinking more like a third to 25% of your content should be you and the dog hanging out at the water park. And the other 75% should be business tips, marketing tips, things that are more relevant to what they actually want to get from you. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it depends on your brand. If you're more businessy, stay weighted like 75% to the businessy side post. If you're more personal um, in the product or service you create, they want your personal life to be displayed, then you'd want 75%. Or so on the personal side, with an occasional post about, oh my gosh, so excited about my new yoga class! You know, if you're interested in that, jump over here. We'll talk about it. You know, that kind of thing.
0: I almost wanted to um, not challenge you because I respect you a lot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, please challenge me. All no, Come on,
0: down. <laughs> yeah. no, but I wonder. I wonder if you, because as you're talking, I'm like literally like imagining me and Evie, and I'm like, we air a lot on the personal side, which is not for everybody at all. Um, but we also teach business education. We do photography as well, which I don't know if that would fall into the personal category. Or the I don't know, whatever. But I, I'm thinking mainly for the business education. And I, as you were talking, I was like, is there a way to combine like, because I'm thinking of like, even Evie just yesterday, I just like watched your stories, Evie. You did like a productivity hack, but you obviously were talking to the camera. So I think I'm thinking of like, oh, personal, like instead of doing a bunch of text slides talking about productivity and how obviously your a healthy lifestyle can help your business. Like she's ultimately getting at the business aspect of that, but like by teaching productivity, but you still, you, you, you like, you talk to your phone and like you had that personal connection. So on yeah. one aspect, I totally get your point, Chris, but I'm also like, is there a, a way that you could almost balance it where it's like, you're still teaching marketing and business tips, but you're intertwining it with your face. I think that's what I'm thinking when I say personal, not necessarily like, oh, here's my dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I get you. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Thanks for the challenge on that, because good clarity. (laughs) You just push the freaking squirrel off the bike. I mean, we're trying to teach the squirrel to ride. Come on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in a lot of my posts that I do on social media, um, since I talk more about business, marketing, coaching, consulting, how to run an agency, that kind of stuff. I do a lot of that, but I but I also work like 30 minutes a day, so I'm playing a lot. And, oh, and my, awesome. my post and my content might be really just talking. I do a lot of Q&A about business and coaching and agency questions. But I'm typically sitting or hanging out or doing something fun while I'm yeah. talking. Um, it's also just a product of ADD. But the... <laughs> <laughs> Getting, so I guess that's mixing the two. They're seeing my yeah. personal life. Yeah. Which is kind of what they're wanting to have. Yeah. But I'm showing them the nuts and bolts by talking about, here's how I get this life.
1: Yes.
0: Well, and you do a really good job of that on your Instagram. Like I stalked you and you like all the videos <laughs> with what exactly what you're saying. You're talking to the camera. You're still showing that personal
1: side because your your face is obviously in it. You're creating connection while also serving with education. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right, yeah. I I even like <laughs> tagging on to, you know, what Lindsay was saying, like my story series yesterday on like time management. The reason I even went into that was because I had, you know, was coming back after like the holiday break and all that it was the first Monday back. And I opened my email inbox and I was just like, Oh my gosh, like between emails and slacks, so like my multiple companies, and like just all this stuff. My brain was just like, short circuiting. And so Mm -hmm. I just filmed a story and like slapped it up there and was, you know, like my brain today and like made a bunch of goofy faces on like how it was feeling. And I was getting flooded with DMs of other entrepreneurs saying the same thing. And so I, what initially started as just a personal, you know, relatable connection point of like, wow, I'm feeling crazy this morning. Kind of opened the door for me to realize, oh, a lot of these entrepreneurs, like I have a system to sit down and structure my mind and my tasks and, you know, to manage my time well and to not feel overwhelmed. And that's what I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sit down and go through my formula this morning. But I sat there and realized, oh, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurs are not utilizing anything like it. And so then I just, you know pulled up my face sitting there you know at my my dining nook which is like basically my desk in my office and i just began to like speak to that and walk them through what i was walking through that morning so it was like this perfect mix mm-hmm. of you know yes it's my personal it's my life it was my monday morning you know back from the holidays like starting to dive back in kick butt but it was also the tangible you know takeaways of step by step here's what i do step 1 step 2 step 3 and I think that combination, a lot of people can really utilize. Kind of like what you were saying, Chris, is like, yes, you're showing them a little bit of your life and you're, you know, building that connection, but then you're also serving them with direct value. And I think, Lindsay, what you were saying is there's a way to do both simultaneously where even the business side, like that 75% that you were talking about, Chris, can still also be building connection through like subtle ways, you know, filming in your house, filming while you're walking right. your dog. Like, yeah. So I just, I think like we're well, all on the same page and I
0: love we it. We definitely, we definitely air more on the personal side. But I think, I think what, especially me and Evie try to do is like teach business, but teach business in a way that feels like your best friend is teaching you business over coffee. Huh, I think yeah. that's kind of like where we're coming from when we say I all love that.
2: <laughs> no, I, I love that. It makes it really relatable. And honestly, that's why you guys are fun to listen to is because it's, it's actually real and that's super cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like it's like balancing the expert with like, hey, I've felt where the relatability of like I'm right where you are, or I have been right where you are, so I feel it. I understand. It's like you have that connection point, but it's also you have the authority to be like, here's how I got out of it, or here's how I did it. Here's mm-hmm. how I taught the bike on the squirrel, or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, the bike I- on the squirrel. <laughs>
2: whatever. i can't. Words are hard. some really like strong squirrel carrying their bike.
0: Like. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh man. Well, do you, Chris, want to then go to like the tangible example that's not a squirrel bike situation?
2: Yeah, let's do that. So this is a tangible example of not a squirrel bike situation, but a real, real businesses and, and the balance of prospecting and selling versus content creation. Is that, is that what you want me to answer?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. So let's kind of run, we can run two parallel examples here in the same human. Okay. So a lot of us do done-for-you services. We're creatives. We're good at what we do. And other people want to hire us to do that for them. Graphic design, build a website, run social media, do podcast posting, whatever it is. And there's also those of us who also like to teach and consult or prefer that side of it. I don't want to do your website or graphic design or podcast posting or Facebook stuff. I want to show you, teach you, consult so you can do that on your own or have your own team do it. And then there's those of us who do both. I have a team that does one and and I teach people how to do it also. Okay, so I'm just trying to cover a large group of people so everybody can relate to this. If you're a teacher type, if you're a doer type, this works. Bottom line is, going back to kind of earlier in this conversation, you got to get out there in a way that's you, that's real, that's authentic, that you will keep doing because you like it. And you got to get out there And show your expertise. Help people with the real stuff, the real nuts and bolts. Take it down to the basic level. Show them what to do because they will start leaning. That's why we love listening to you too. Evie and Lindsay, y'all are amazing because you're fun to listen to and and you actually teach us real things. And, And we come away after a quick commute to the coffee shop or the office we can't go to anymore and we learn something. It's tangible, so so do that. And everybody listening, just do that with your audience. Get out there and teach people on whatever platform—a quick Facebook post, a quick Instagram story, whatever. Knock it out, and just teach what you're good at. Help people with stuff. Address a comment or a question you you hear a lot. Go back and just remember. You know, I remember when five years ago, when I was just starting this. Here's what was the big, I was struggling with how to figure out this whole logo thing. Is it important? How important is it? Here's a few things to think about. Mm -hmm. Make it five minutes and wrap it up. That's super simple to do. And wherever you are, if you're a done for you or a consulting type, that will relate to the people you're trying to reach. And then just drop in there from a prospecting standpoint. Hey, if this is your struggling point, if this is where you're getting stuck like I used to be, no worries. Just drop me a direct message, reach out. I'm a real person, and I'll just shoot you back any answers I can real quick and let's let's just help you get to the next step. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're done. You have now content created and you have prospected. Mm. Just like that.
0: So marketing good. is so much fun. <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's so yeah. I think people will try to make it so complicated. And it's like literally pick a niche and then have an offer that you're selling, whether it's done for you or consulting or whatever it is, and then like bite-size what you do into a bunch, bunch of different, like bite-sized, tangible, helpful service based tips, and then share those tips and then be (laughs) personable and then invite people to join you. Like that's it.
2: That's it. Yeah. Picture yourself traveling. So Jill and I with our kids, I don't know when when we could travel last, was that 2019? It seems so far ago.
1: (laughs) Ages ago. We
2: were were in, um, I think Crete, Crete, Greece. Is that, that's Greece, right? Um, We were in Crete and we were staying in an Airbnb, this place we rented from this amazing old retired couple overlooking the sea. It was gorgeous. And we had no freaking idea how to read the squiggly marks on the road signs. (laughs) (laughs) And we're it's all, it's
0: all Greek to you.
2: It's all Greek to me. There's there's five kids plus Jill and I, so seven of us. And you cannot rent a van or a large vehicle on the island of Crete. So we're all crammed in this little mini car, you know, ducking every time we see a cop trying <laughs> to stay low on the radar. And and we started asking our Airbnb host questions like, oh my gosh, we love your island. Where's the next beach we should go to? Where's a cool family-friendly beach? Where can we do some windsurfing? You know, where's a good fish place to eat at? That kind of thing. All right. So Our Airbnb couple, they hosted us. They created a space. They shared content with us. We were leaning in, asking questions. And after a few days of that, we had a relationship. We grew to trust them. We learned that what they were recommending was really real and worked. And before long, we were buying more and more services from them and the people in their community because we began to know, like, and trust them. And they were just helpful, not weird just helpful. When you're bringing someone into your space as a marketer, when you're selling your products and services, it's like they're coming to your foreign country. They can't read the signs. They don't know what to do next. And they just need a helpful host. And when you, when you become that person, all of a sudden they lean in and they open up and they say, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I not thinking of? Is there a place on this island that I'm just not thinking of that you're like, oh my gosh. You freaking Americans gotta go see this. <laughs> that's what you're doing with your market, right? We're just we're just being that awesome Airbnb host and saying, you know, that you you gotta go over here and see this because this is really cool and it'll change your life.
1: Mm, that's so good. That's such yeah. a great analogy. <laughs> I freaking love it. No li- squirrels li- involved. <laughs> no <laughs> squirrels involved. I love it. Lindsay and I love marketing. It's one of our favorite, like n- nerd out things and all of business and all of life is just marketing and how fascinating it can be, how fun it can be, and how impactful it can be if you do it well for both yourself but also for the people that you're serving. So this has been literally the coolest conversation. Chris, thank you so much for just bringing such tangible, relatable, and practical tools Mm -hmm. to today's show. We love to ask this following question of like all of our guests. It's just so fun to hear people's different answers, but, and I know it's a big one. So if you need a second, <laughs> you can take it. But what <laughs> is the biggest lesson that you have learned in business?
2: Yeah, that's a big question. And I know yeah, exactly, I know, I,
1: exactly,
2: to <laughs> I, know I, I totally, I didn't expect that to, I, I didn't see that coming. And I, I know the answer. <laughs> yes. The biggest question I've learned is, is to have hope. And I, I don't want to make that dark or scary or weird, but I, I came from a place as a child in a really hard, abusive home situation and was dark and, and suicidal for most of my growing up time until you know, middle adult period, till about 27 or so, and then finally started getting some help. Being an entrepreneur, which I've been since I was 11, being an entrepreneur is a lot like being a person we have to navigate a lot of ups and downs in our lives and in our business lives. Mm-hmm. And if you're hopeful in a, a rainbow unicorn sparkle fix that may or may not be real, depending on how much you believe on rainbow sprinkle sparkle fixes, <laughs> they they sometimes let you down. Mm-hmm. But learning how to lean in on experts like a good therapist for your personal life or a good business coach like Evie, you and Lindsay, y- y'all are amazing. Leaning in on that and and getting real tangible steps and real paths that you can actually hope for this awesome future and freaking do something about it. That's so important. So my answer to that question is actionable hope.
0: Mm, I love that. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful and just like the perfect way to end this conversation. <laughs> For anybody that has listened this far and wants to follow you, wants to check you out, see what Chris is up to, where can they find you on the internet or just anywhere? Well, you maybe know, not. We, your we, address. Don't give us your address.
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we accept drive-bys all the time. Just come on. Wear your mask now. Um, we, <laughs> the easiest thing to do is is just find me on Facebook. Um, we all have this love-hate relationship with Facebook, but just. Chris Williams HQ is my handle on Facebook, Chris Williams HQ, all one word. It's my handle everywhere, but my team and I spend most of our time in a Facebook group that we have there that's free. You guys are welcome to join it. We just talk about all this stuff all day long. We answer questions. We don't pitch. There's none of that in there. It's just helping people figure this this entrepreneurial thing out Mm -hmm. and take action and uh, if you just reach out to us there and shoot me a message, me or somebody on my team will pick it up and we'll add you to that group and you can ask questions. We'll answer them three times a week. I jump in there and just do live Q&A. That's the, that's the best place to hang out.
1: Uh, I, I love, love it. it. Well, everyone go keep learning from Chris because he clearly has a lot to offer. So cool. Chris, thank you, guys you, guys you so much. This was such a fun conversation. We are so appreciative of your time and your expertise today.
2: Thank you guys so much. I, I really do appreciate not only the opportunity to to use my my gift of loving to talk to a camera and a microphone but I, but I love getting to to be part of a community cuz I I know by experience that we're all in this together and we all win or we all lose together and the more each of us everybody listening and everybody talking gets to share your expertise with the next person you will win. They will win. You freaking can't out give it. So start giving.
1: Oh, so Mic drop. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>